Okay, boys, welcome to the Splitting Gaps podcast. It's Charlie O'Kane here with Brendan Beachler and Marty Ryan. How are we doing, fellas? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here. No problem. We're here at DATV in the pod. Um, in the pod. The pod. But uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, Braves just clinched, won their first World Series since 1990. Uh, glad to see Freddie Freeman get the ring. Uh, he's a class act, but... Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is, is Eddie Rosario the best deadline pickup we've ever seen? Um, well, hearing that as a Cubs fan, I mean, it's tough to not uh, be biased towards Roldis Chapman 2016. Yeah. That was uh, that was definitely put him over the top. But, I mean, Rosario was – he just – he put the Braves on his back throughout the whole playoff. So, I mean, it's hard to argue, especially without uh, the Acuna going down. Yeah. I mean – and Soroka. Yeah, and I know, Soroka. true. Yeah, Rosario's been uh, it was a great piece for him, for sure. Yeah, it was just crazy to see. They're, they grabbed four outfielders at the deadline. All of them contributed. Uh, Jock, Duvall, Rosario, they all they all went into it and just basically took that ring from the Dodgers, who we thought it was a shoe-in. And Duvall, they snagged him, only putting like four mil on the cap, and he led the NL in homers. I I I didn't see it coming. I know they had a point three percent chance to win. They weren't above five hundred till second week of August. Um, yeah, it that was a crazy World Series. Glad to see the Astros go down. I They're think I saw team. some. What are they? Uh, second team behind like Car- the St. Louis Cardinals to be under five hundred at the break and win the World Series. I think I saw that Cardinals maybe nineteen sixty five. Might need a was fact it? check on that. But. Well, I know the Cardinals won it when they were like. They had like eighty three wins that one year and got the wild card. That was the year. That was the Rangers year, wasn't it? It might have been a different in twenty eleven. Yeah, yeah, I think so. With Larusa, yeah, they they won like eighty four games or something and won. But uh, no, for sure. I mean, the Braves, it's crazy. And I mean, you forgot even Solaire. Yeah, like that's that was the other guy. I just just thinking like in my baseball memory, like I've never seen anything like like what team goes and gets four outfielders. Like, you know what I mean? Especially in the NL, you can't DH either. Mm-hmm. So like. You know they were just going to platoon them, like, the whole way. And, I mean, they did. I didn't, Even, like, Jock was pretty much the odd man out for most of the uh, the rest of the year. But, like, he would, try, like, just suit up one game in the playoffs and just hit a nuke. Like, yeah. a three-run bomb in, like, the – in the um, Always go ahead. Too. NLDS, yeah. Like, so, I mean, all the guys, like, stepped up. And that's – it's, like, people always talk, like – Harp on why the trade deadline is so important. I mean, it's Exhibit A right here. Exhibit A. <laughs> and, I mean, you look, this is a team that blew a 3-1 lead to the Dodgers last year. I thought I thought they could have won it last year. Um, I thought they would have beaten the Rays. They blow that lead to the Dodgers, but they're coming back fully charged with, they had Azuna, Pache, and, and Acuna was their starting outfield going into the year. None of them even sniffed a, a playoff game for the Braves. And you got four guys that you would have never guessed Pulling up to the pulling up to the team, all these guys just wow! They were so clutch and just willed them to a to a ship. Max Fried was also unbelievable, um, and sad to see Morton go down. I wish he I wish he could have gone like yeah. a a quab start against uh against his old team. Especially but, I mean especially for Morton like just journeyman like he's been through it all like him going down hurt, but I mean he got his ring. And also that that kid Matzek too for no reason. Oh, was he just was unbelievable. Dotting a hundred and just yeah, they. I mean that's that's the the formula for the playoffs: clutch hitting and just 
gross bullpen. Like, you, if you have that one guy that you can just bring in in any scenario. And give him a couple innings, too. Get, get out of any jam and whatnot. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And I, I also saw something that this postseason had the lowest average uh, start length of any postseason we've ever seen where you wanted your starter to give you three or four innings. That was all you were looking for, and then just rely on the back end of that bullpen and the front end. But it is, it's so true. It's trade deadline and bullpen when it comes to the postseason. Like You think of those Royals teams that went to back-to-back World Series. If they were winning out of the six, after the sixth inning, it was they had won the game. Seventh, eighth, and nine were locked down, and and you know that's the formula for sure. Um, obviously, my White Sox got bounced. Um, we thought we had the bullpen. We didn't have the clutch hitting. Astros are a hell of a team, but uh, congrats to the Braves. I like the Bra- I like seeing the Braves win it. Obviously, yeah, don't want to see the Astros. I don't think anyone's win. complaining about no. seeing the Braves win. Yeah, I think they have a lot of. I think they have a lot of people that. Like no one minds the Braves, you know what I mean? Like they're just a quality team. They have they have players you like. I love that Austin Riley. He's a beast. He's yeah. gonna be a beast next How year. How fitting after the uh, MLB took the All Star game. Oh yeah, yeah, true. You know, then they turn around and win the World Series. How what, about just that? a f you? Yeah, to the just league, a little to the commission. But uh, yeah, congrats to the Braves. Um, I did want to get into pretty deeply this first playoff ranking. Uh, Beach, you're. Your uh, Wolverines went down in a tough one. They did. You know, it's a heartbreaking loss. Uh, you never want that to happen to the rival, against the rival. But, I mean, at this point, like, what do we think here? I mean, is, with the Wolverines, it's, it started sitting at seven. That is not what I thought. I did not think they'd be that high. That speaks to me. Still got a chance. Run you, the table. Do you think they're better than Michigan State? I think they're a better football team than State. I think consistently over this rivalry – starting when D'Antonio took the helm. You see it's a culture thing where State is the more aggressive team. Uh, ever since Mike Hart's comment in 2007, deeming them the little brother, it's uh, always meant a lot more, I feel, as a fan to the Spartans. Uh, you know, the fans of Michigan, you know, we're the, we're the, we look at ourselves as the better school. We like to say we can routinely beat the Spartans. But year in, year out, they bring it. And that's the thing with this year. I think they just had the intensity they brought. I mean, Kenneth Walker looked like he just wanted to win the game. Yeah, that's it. And Mel Tucker was like, "All right, I'm going to give him the ball. Yeah. Everyone get out of his way." Yeah. And yeah, but I mean, like I said, seven. It speaks to me. It's still a chance. I mean, the Buckeyes are what sitting at five, right? Yeah. yeah. So you got a game for sure against a top five opponent. So I think you have you have one route, and that's beat Ohio State, Michigan State. Ohio State has to beat Michigan State. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That's and it. that's it. That's the uh, that's the path. I do. I hadn't seen much of Michigan this year. They didn't. I think it's a. I think it's better when you're ranked. You're not given that. You're not given that credit early, and they keep you down because you still have that chip. Absolutely. Like they weren't. They weren't top fifteen until they were what six and zero, five and zero. I don't even think they started the season. They were unranked. Where they were unranked, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they climbed. I. And what was it at the talk at the beginning of the year? I was at the Washington game. It was the ground game. It was wow. This is a really good ground game. And that's usually what State's recipe is. Hey, we're going to play Smash Mouth D. We're going to run the ball down your throat. So I will say uh, I've never seen the Michigan offense throw the ball better. I mean, Cade looked flawless. I know there was a pick at the end, but, I mean, that was a hell of a play by the Spartan DB. He played perfectly all game, yeah. put him in a position to win. I think it's just like a culture thing, man. I just, I just think there's a big belief. Jim Harbaugh is never really going to get them a championship, whether it's a conference or 
God forbid a national championship. Is that is that your belief? <laughs> that is my belief. I just don't think I don't even think it just doesn't seem it seems perfect on the outside. Everything should work. He's a great coach. He loves the school. The Good school recruiter. loves him. Great recruiter. Um, but it's one of those things where I think it's almost like too perfect. And now we not unreasonable expectations, but it's like we, we love him. So like we, we condone. Yeah. We condone. I it's mean like that you got a dog. A dog, yeah. you love the dog, but I, it keeps tracking know. mud inside. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You can't win the big games, and, I mean, what, what is college football if you can't win the big games? I mean, it's fun to beat Maryland. It's you know, fun to beat Rutgers. But, and, you know, are you going to show up in Columbus? Are you going to show up in East Lansing? I mean, Des Moines, Iowa, are you going yeah. to show up there? And, you know, I was in western Michigan um, this weekend, and uh, a lot of Michigan fans there, a lot of Michigan State fans there. And being around, watching that game with a couple like diehard Michigan fans like yourself, I see so many parallels between Michigan, the program, Michigan, the fan base, and Notre Dame. Absolutely. And it it's such a weird dynamic because we're just rivals, you know. Yeah. No one at Michigan likes Notre Dame, and no one at Notre Dame likes Michigan. They're just you know, separated at birth, yeah. and they're supposed to hate each other, but they are the same team. Exact same. I had that same thought when I went to my first Notre Dame game like four years ago. And I was like, this seems kind of familiar here. Same passionate fans, same fans who think they have the best school. Yeah. You know, and both, like, national institutions. Right, you know? two of the best schools in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, two of the best schools in the world. Yeah. I mean, at that. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, but, um... You know, that, that Ohio State lost to Oregon without Kayvon Thibodeau. I thought I had I had taken Oregon in that game. I really like Oregon. But I am starting to see this C.J. Stroud kid and this Ohio State team, they want to get back in. This is what they do. They they start the season with, with mediocre D, and, you know, they're always going to have the flashy offense. But this is what they do, and then they get better. He gets better and better and better. And you put them in a position to win a big game, Ohio State's going to win a big game late on the season. It was the same script when they lost to Va Tech, I think, in, like, 2014. Yeah. Ended up go, they came from behind in the rankings, got in the playoff, and ended up winning the thing. Yeah. No, I, I mean, a note on Ohio State, like, they just, like you said, they come into their own. I mean, Stroud looked like a shell of a quarterback. Those first, what, they played Minnesota. It didn't look great. They eventually got, like, a couple of late scores to make that game not look like it was. And then Oregon, I mean, they Oregon – played a perfect game and just beat him in every facet, yeah. and Stroud didn't look great. That was without Thibodeau, too. So, yeah, they're they're coming into their own. But I was going to say, like, I can't see Michigan State beating Ohio State. Like, I, no, I can't either. It's not just, in their brand. Yeah, Just I mean, from I watching just, last week, like, I was going to make the point earlier, like, Michigan maybe had about seven chances to just bury Michigan State once and for all, and yeah. they let them hang around, and then they, they scored that late one, and that was – Michigan couldn't couldn't come back. They had those two drives, couldn't score. But that was like, if Michigan buries them, it's a completely different tale. We're we're saying right now. I mean, Michigan's I will a say four they, seed. Michigan's number four or number three. If they, I I had Michigan in that game. They had three or four chances to put on a touchdown that would have iced the game in the second or third quarter. They didn't do it. If they're walking out of there, you know, 35-20, like it should have been. They're top three, top four team easily because I mean, that went on their three right now. Yeah, so yeah. Michigan would have been a lock for three. I mean, yeah, if you step on them, you could maybe argue two, but still, I mean, playoff is playoff. You know, if you're in two and three, there's really no difference. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, Mark, who does that remind you of? That Michigan game, that 
that's just straight out of the ND book. You know, like you come out, you come out strong, you're playing, you're playing well, and you're like, this is it. This is the game we win, and and it solidifies us. You just don't, you don't, don't hit that gut punch, you know, and you just let them sit around. You go three and out. You give it back. They they run one down your throat, and then it's like, oh shit, it's a three point game, you know. And then late, it's quarterback missed a couple of throws. You're handing them the game, and we've done that countless times. I mean, Cincinnati is six, which we'll talk about later. Cincinnati was better last year. Cincinnati's team was better last year because they've gotten more respect than any non-Power 5 team has ever gotten in the playoff rankings. Well, because they were ranked easily. high. They got yeah. the benefit of the doubt there. I think they started seven, I believe, well, maybe the, nine. That, well, that's what I'm saying is preseason. that's that's the difference between them and, like, the UCFs of yeah. old is that they got they had the credit going into the year. So, like, they couldn't – like, as they won, they couldn't hold them out, you know, of the top ten because yeah. they're already there. So, oh, they keep winning – Someone, someone ahead of them lost. Move them up. Move them up. Yeah. And we played a shite game against Cincinnati. Drive down, best drive of the game. We go three minutes, march it down the field. Jack Cohen just hands them a pick. After that, it's like, dude, are you kidding me? This this kid's not. This Ritter kid's not special. They're a solid. They're a good football team. But how many dozens of points will they get smoked by if they have to play Georgia? Like, give me a break. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they're really a play. Well, see, here's my thing. This is what I was just about to bring up. Does it become, when you're the committee, is it about regardless getting the four best teams in, or is it the four most deserving teams? Because if it's not deserving, how do you give credit to any program when they go 12-0, and or they go 12-1 or and and win a conference championship? Like, for instance, Wake Forest. I don't know if you've watched Wake at all. They're, They're a great electric, team. dude. Great yeah. team. Yeah, they let up 56 to Army, but they scored 70. <laughs> they scored 70. So Wake, what have they not done? What more could you have asked Wake to do in this season? Now, we obviously we have a couple more games left, but they're at nine. Yeah. And, like, they are probably going to win the ACC in my mind. I think they're better than Pitt. I think NC State's the other good team in the ACC. I think they're going to win. So at that point, a 13-0 and Wake. I'm not saying we need to play off Wake, but I'm saying when it comes down to a breakdown, where this is where it needs to expand. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. I, I've hated – I've thought it's the only non-democratic um, playoff system in America. It, it, I first, I first thought, felt very strongly before they even moved it to four teams was I used to love Boise State. After that Oklahoma game, I love Boise State and Kellen Moore, you know, all the boys. And they they go undefeated. They go twelve and 0. That was I think that was the year N D played Bama in twenty twelve. They go undefeated. They don't get a shot. And I'm like, how can you regardless they oh strength of schedule. You can only play who's in front of you, right? So you can do everything correct. You can do everything perfectly right all year and still not get a shot. And that there's something that's so just diabolical about that, and you're leaving it to a bunch of suits to make that determination. Like yeah. you were saying, who's most deserving, who's the best? Because even if Bama, a one-loss Bama, isn't the most deserving, say that SEC's down, they're going to give it to them. Well, yeah. The, I mean, that's The funny thing do. is, is like, you brought up 2012, and that's why they changed the – because if you think back to that year, um, you had undefeated Alabama, or – were they no? They, they were, were one, one loss. One loss. One loss. Bama, but obviously the best team in the country. An undefeated Notre Dame, undefeated Cincinnati, undefeated Boise State, 
a 12 and 1 Kansas State that was undefeated going into the conference championship game. Pretty sure TCU and was like it, 11 uh, and 1 too and or Oregon too. Yeah. So, you had six teams that were damn near right there about to get in and you had a BCS game where it's two and it's everybody else can just like f off. And then like, and see, then that was the epitome of taking the brand name right there cuz Notre Dame did not win a conference championship. No, like, yeah, that's It was literally the epitome of like, you know what we want to see? We want to see Alabama Notre yeah, I know it was a not to say that easily, Notre Dame easily to promote, it, not too, to take anything sure. away, but like you said, six teams in the running there. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? They're going to go. Yeah, with it, was gonna, it was never. It was never going to go to Cincinnati. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the yeah, it was never going to go to Cincinnati. Or, yeah, like, but I'm just saying, like, it's crazy, like thinking about all this stuff, and they absolutely should expand it. And think eight. it makes well, and especially make this year. Think about this year. This is the. The most down year we've seen in college football where there's so many of the top 25 aren't that good. Like, there is a huge fall off. It's basically Georgia, Bama, and then a bunch of solid teams, right? Notre Dame is, what, 9 or 10? They're no good. They're okay. Half the teams in the top 15 are okay. So this would be the perfect year to have a 12-team playoff. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, no one's played great except Georgia. For the regular season. No one's played great. So you can't really make a determination on who the four best teams are because no one's really, only one team has really, you know, solidified that. So you throw in 12 teams, you'll see a lot of parity, and parity is great for sports. That's why March, that's why March Madness brings in more money than anything else. Not even close. I mean, I also think you have to do it for the reason of like, I mean, you need 12 teams in there. It answers the question of, Who's deserving and who are the best? Right. We can we can put hey we know for a fact these two are the four best teams. Okay, cool, put them in. But six, five, six, seven, and eight kind of deserve it too. Okay, good, throw them in. Let's get four more teams too. And it can't even be about the money at that point because they already have the New Year. They already have the venues all outlined. Right. I mean, they already have the New Year's Six Bowls, and then they have the semifinal, the final, the two semifinals, and then the final. So right there. The New Year's Six, 12 teams. That is literally nine venues they have laid out. Nine venues already that are for the biggest games in college football yeah. at the end of the season. So why not go 12? I yeah. really don't see it. The, the, the main reason I think that's holding them back is these greedy conferences that they have all of these games set up where they have – well, this marquee matchup of Baylor versus West Virginia, but all of these games just rake in money for the Big 12 yeah. and the Big 10 and all, like, Pac-12. And so if you were to go to these conference commissioners and be like, all right, you got to shave two games. Yeah. Or either, it's either shave two games off the, co- off the uh, conference or shave non-conference. Yeah. Like, that's – see, that's that's where the problem is. If you're going to expand it, especially to 12, because you'd have to have first a bye and then those teams play because you can't you can't be having college kids play 16 games. 17 games like it's it's especially because they're not getting paid it's 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 illogical so yeah. they're even maxing it right now at 15 like that's a lot with the conference championship you go you go 15 and oh that's crazy for this yeah season. i mean yeah so I, I mean who doesn't want more football oh no i'm not i wouldn't i'm not saying it from that um, perspective i'm just saying it like logically i if oh i would love to see I 17 see, weeks of college football yeah. i mean who wouldn't like yeah, I I'd mean, like to see maybe that's where eight comes weeks. in though, like one extra game. Yeah, eight eight would be more likely than twelve. Yeah. The other thing is too, it'd be set up more and like you know more teams. You know, Bama could get out, 
Georgia could lose, something like that. Yeah. Like those, well, my, those teams might not be. My biggest, my biggest gripe, and I think this is the best evidence you can bring for why the four team playoff sucks, right? So it, you take the there's what 127, 28 teams in D one, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that many eligible teams to make this. Four teams make it. So these are juggernauts. These are the four best teams that showed out all year. How many games can you remember? There's less games that haven't been in the college football playoff have not been two point or two score, two touchdown uh, lines. Every last year, Notre Dame, two touchdown dog. The year against Clemson, two touchdown dog. Oklahoma, two touchdown dog every time. So you you're telling me the the four best teams in the country when they line up against each other in the playoff, right? The playoff. four team playoff. These games are all fourteen point spreads. So how how effective is it really when you're still trotting out? You're still making the oh this team Notre Dame. They're a nineteen and a half point dog in the college football semifinal, an undefeated Notre Dame with a win against Clemson. You know what I mean? So it's like it wouldn't. It's yeah. not going to make it worse if you're yeah. throwing in, you know, a twelve seed, a twelve seed A and M versus a one seed Bama, because that's it's going to be the same well, deal. Well, the top four be, would get a buy, so it's right. like they're not even playing. So True. I guess like your reward there is okay. So the top four teams, their reward is the normal playoff. Yeah. you know, pretty much. Except they, you know, like there's not twelve. You know, they get the buy, and I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, we've had just, two good playoff games. In oh, the Georgia, Oklahoma, and uh, Alabama last State year was probably one of the better semifinal games. Um, yeah, Clem- no, the, Clemson, no, uh, the Clemson, State. Ohio State game. Yeah, that was a good one. Where but, uh, Fields threw the pick. A, a they funny had the thing. Miscue and oh, that Nolan was Turner that was one that. of the greatest games I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. when um, he, when uh, Lawrence got rocked and then just gets up and takes off like a deer for eighty yards. When what's his field. name got got uh, who made that tackle? That that game saving tackle on on that uh, this is a running back that got taken down at like the three yard line got chased down. Etn? No, on Ohio State. Dobbins. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins breaks one. He is having a whale of a game. Breaks one, and that linebacker for Clemson ch- chases him down, arm tackle, brings him down at the three, hold him to a field goal. Clemson wins because yeah. of it. And yeah, that was. That was a game. That's what we should be getting every time. That's what you want out of a semi. And we'll have game. more games like that if it's eight or twelve. Yeah. You know, you're just yeah. you're. I, I don't know. I've never met one person that likes the fourteen playoff. Not one person. Also, like you know how you were saying, like we can't have players play this many games. Yeah. Is that because out of fear they'll get hurt and like injury prone? Because at this point, like when you're talking about these nil. Things like players are getting paid. Sure. So I mean, it could. That, well, that's that's a good point. So they're change. getting paid. So at this point, it's they like, want it, want hey, it. you know, you're getting paid to do a job at this point. Like your job now is like, and the players want to play too. Like you don't think like a 12 seeded A and M team would be like fired up to go out and play like fifth ranked like, Ohio State. I mean, that's a game. Jimbo's that, like, we'll beat these. Yeah. We'll beat these cowards be from like, Tuscaloosa. Also, it would be a great way to have. Like like I said, the the uh, the initial games would be like at like so it would be like in Columbus. So like Texas A and M would come to Columbus to right. play there. That's a game that's just not on a schedule. Yeah, you know those are games you've never seen. Like no, when, absolutely. And those are great. Like when yeah. ND had the two years against Georgia, ND had never gone below the Mason Dixon line. And you don't know the weather. Yeah. You don't know the weather. Yeah. Who wants to come up to Ann Arbor? 
in in uh, like what first week of uh, December? Yeah, yeah. Can can you just imagine like a random like fl- like Auburn Michigan yeah. game? Yeah, like, and it's in the snow. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, that'd like, be sick. You yeah. obviously see those games like we saw Penn State Auburn this year, but I mean, talk about like randomness, you know, and like it gives Group of Five a chance. Like, I mean, we that's kind of what really starts this conversation yep. is it's always a Group of Five, and then. Well, they were the second best team in either the Big Ten or the SEC. They should get into right. It becomes um, conference champions, maybe Notre Dame, and then another team that's in the ACC or yeah. in the SEC or the Big Ten that might I be mean, good enough. Especially too with conferences. I mean, you got Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC. I mean, like what's going? That's on? That's actually here? in terms of if they stick with this format, that's the worst thing they could do because they're yeah. not going to win a conference no, championship. No, they're never going to get in. That I don't understand that at all. I mean, like, oh, if you're Oklahoma, you the only reason that you've, I mean, obviously they've had. Uh, you've played an SEC team every single time. Yeah. And you get ran. Yeah, and it's like they have Lincoln Riley, who's a hell of an offensive coach, and they've had two, two Heisman quarterbacks. Those are the reasons they've got a shot. But the other reason is because they're in the Big 12. Yeah. They come out as a Big 12 champion, and it's like, okay, you guys deserve it. You're an undefeated Big 12 champion. Even though the Big 12 has not been that strong during the course of Lincoln Riley's tenure there. Um, also, I actually loved them being outside of the top six because Oklahoma yeah. sucks. Thank Spencer you. Yeah. Rattler, I there's nothing the better in my day I've than ever seen he is, preseason ranked when the highest. It could not have happened to a better guy. Just losing his job, yeah. his career trajectory could not have happened to a better guy because he sucks. He's a terrible human being. And, I mean, like, what are you doing? He got, you know what? He got clout in the rankings because he was playing basketball with Nico Mannion. That's how people learned his name because he was riding on the coattails of Nico Mannion, the Red Mamba. And then they're like, oh, this kid's a good quarterback. Go go hang out with Lincoln Riley. He was the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman. Couldn't believe it. The guy is a shit show. He's a joke. Give me Jack Cohen. Speaking of, who would you, who's getting invited to New York? In your mind for the Heisman, it's if you had to pick, let's say four. I think they normally do three to four, right? All right, it's got you. Got to start with Kenneth Walker. I right? think he. I think if he plays at a, if he stays the rushing leader, which he is right now, if he stays the rushing leader, he has the invite. For sure, um, it's a quarterback award. It's tough. But a, to well, do. a receiver won it last year. There's this. Yeah, is the, this then, is another yeah. year. I was talking to actually uh, a couple people about this, and I was saying. Yeah, I don't think people realize like the amount you have to do as a running back to win the Heisman. I mean, Derrick Henry's Heisman season was unbelievable. I believe he had twenty eight touchdowns. I think he had like a. Was 11. that Mariota won it that year? Uh, no, like Derrick Henry. Oh, won. oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm you won it in twenty fifteen. When yeah, Derrick Henry won, I think he had like twenty eight TDs rushing, and I think he had like eleven more receiving. Like you have to. Not that Walker isn't, and he had it, and he was the rushing leader. Who was too. the runner up that year? Do you know? Um. That was the year Fournette was all the talk of the town, and then they played Bama. Oh, Derek he had like Henry he had like all. seventeen yards. Yeah, it was gross. Fournette did, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think in my eyes, like Corral and uh, Corral and Young that. are there for sure. Yeah, because um, it's also a team thing too. That's why I worry about the Spartans. I know. So that's where I'm like, you know what? What do you? You know, they got Purdue this weekend. No one's talking Purdue about that. Purdue, lo- the spoiler wasn't makers. It, wasn't it like a three point spread or something? The spoiler makers. So they got that game. You know. They play Purdue, they got to play Ohio State, and they got to play, they end the year with Penn State. I, 
those goes could be losses. Yeah. You know, I don't know. They're a great football team. They obviously beat my Wolverines. Yeah. But if they slip up at that point, does that hurt Kenneth Walker's Heisman campaign? I think right now it's easy to say, oh, we got the three-ranked Spartans, the best running back. Like, he should yeah. be in there. But. I think it could hurt him for voting, but I think he would still get the nod. Like, we've seen BC, Andre Williams, you know, get a nod. And, you know, BC's not, nothing to ride home about ever. There's there was some guys, Chuba Hubbard, guys like that, that are like, they'll be in the mix. Like, he'll be in the mix for sure. Um, two guys before the year, uh, Kyron Williams and B. John Robinson, I thought could be the two running backs yeah. to do it. B. John Robinson, I think, is the best running back in the country. I think he, he is, is too. He is unbelievable. Kyron has actually, his numbers have been down. The O-line's been terrible. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a shot. He's been great. The one guy I thought, mostly be coming off a year where a receiver won it for the first time in years, in a parodied year already with no teams, like with teams dropping games and no one, no, there there hasn't been that quarterback so far that just torched everyone like Joe Burrow or Mac yeah. Jones, you know, like that kind of thing. I was honestly thinking, I'm like, if there's a year to do it, there's a kid, Kyle Hamilton, that's been the best player in the country, and I watch way too much college football. Through, through six weeks, he was the reason we we won four of those games. And I, he's he went down, so he has no shot. I think this could be a year, not talking not specifically a defender, but I think there's a good shot that a quarterback doesn't win it again. I think so too, but I think Corral's going to get the nod he as just being the best quarterback with the best stats. Uh, I think Bama as a team is going to be – Competing for a national, I think they're locked so in to get one Heisman guy a year. Yeah, so you got to put Bryce Young in there. I mean, he's having a tremendous year. Quietly, um, Stroud. No Stroud. Yeah, I actually wanted I mean, to get they're to that. heating up. I mean, if Ohio State runs the table and gets in, and oh, all of a sudden they're looking like they got the explosive firepower to hang with Bama and maybe beat Georgia and stuff like that. He's got the numbers. How, too. How's he not getting in? So then we got three quarterbacks right there. And this is where the fourth spot opened up. I mean, Desmond Ritter at this point? Uh, no. Maybe. Stroud is a billion Maybe. times better. But this is what I'm saying as, a, as the fourth. Oh, the okay. As the fourth. Because this is where it becomes through. a team thing, though. This is where I'm saying, like, if, if you're talking like, hey, Mich- maybe Michigan State drops two and they finish a 10-2 and two season. Uh, he's, like, leading rusher. You know, has the impressive yeah. season. But, right. like, uh, let's look at him compared to, like, past running backs of one. Maybe he doesn't check out as much. At that point, I really think your quarterbacks don't stack up though either with other like Joey Burrow. Yeah, they don't. But it's a quarterback award. That's my point. So they're going to get their quarterbacks in there. Running back has to be a dude to go. And I'm saying that Kenneth Walker's not a dude. He obviously is. He's a top two running back in college football. But let's just see where his stats end at the end of the season. I was going to say it's going to be interesting. Two guys we're for uh, we're forgetting is. It's unfortunate because they just lost a tough one last week, but uh, Pickett. Yeah, Kenny from, Pickett. From Pitt. And yeah. what about Hartman from Wake Forest? Yeah. I'm, a wake. Su- I'm I mean, on the tearing it up. The Demon Deacons. They, they, the score, they score 45 points a game. Yeah. So, I mean, Hartman's been a beast. I, I mean, what if Wake Forest, for no reason, just goes like 11 and 1? Like, what if they, they go 13 yeah. and 0? Yeah. I'm like, on the Wake train. How is Sam Hartman not there? They would then? be the. F- they, I, assuming there's not some crazy stuff that happens. They'll pro- they could be the first undefeated Power Five team that doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. people forget Power. They're I mean Power Five. You always just assume like Clemson or right, Florida yeah, State, but it's like they're not even close. I mean ACC's been down. Uh, they just have NC State really and Pitt just lost. They've been like down in said. basketball and football last yeah, couple. It's years. all it's Big Ten's world. And we're just living in it. Ah, screw the Big Ten. 
They're all frauds. They I all show the they all show their true colors come uh, come December. No, nah, the basketball season. We're uh, by far the best conference. Can't I argue with that. Guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, you guys were until March. All you guys got bounced. <laughs> yeah, except Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Well, hey, that's what the standard is. The standard there in Ann Arbor. You know, we're gonna hang around. We're gonna do our job. So, Mart, who would who if you if you had a Heisman vote right now, who's getting your who's getting your vote? Um, like if I was thinking realistically, it probably goes to Corral. But who I would vote for is Walker. Right now, I mean, eight. What are what are we nine games in? Eight games in. Like barring the rest of the season, obviously, I would say Walker. Yeah, I I had it down. I was I was asking if he was the front runner right now. Um, that that game checks out to be the Heisman moment. You know what I yes, mean? That, yes, like he, that, he just had his Heisman rival, moment. five TDs, two, yeah, two hundred yards. Of I five think it's going to be curious what he does against Ohio State. Um, you know, Penn State is not a bad team. They could. I mean, you don't know. You don't know. I mean, you're going up against coaches like James Franklin and Ryan Day. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a scheme. Purdue. I mean, you don't think Purdue could come up with a little scheme? Well, Penn. I mean, uh, they do a lot. I mean, Vegas. Vegas thinks so. Yeah, three point spread against the number three team in the country. So I don't know. I mean, I often like. I tend to be critical of Michigan State. I don't really like State at all. Yeah. And I said before the Michigan game, I said. I am not dismissing anything Kenneth Walker has done, but he needs to show that he can do this against. You're not going to win the Heisman if you can't do that to a top ten team, yeah. and he did. Yep. Um, five TDs just cement. Uh, it, to me, it's more about the yards than the TDs because you can get like goal line, goal line shit and like that. But if you're racking up like two fifty and like three TDs, that's like whoa. Okay, this guy was running rampant. Probably ripped a couple. Which Walker, I think he was kind of. Hanging around, he was under 100 rushing at halftime. Obviously had the TDs, but right out of the half, 58 yards, touchdown. That was a game-changing moment right there. Mm-hmm. And that, like you said, could have been an Heisman moment. I'd go with Bryce Young. That's okay. my vote. That's a safe bet. And I had, one, I had one other question on the other side of the ball. Is this Georgia defense the best you've ever seen? Because I can't, I can't remember other than, like, a couple, maybe, maybe 2011 Bama that has been this good, like this good, where, where, so that Florida game last I mean, week, they get Florida. one big play, they get one big play, they get a run up the middle, first down, nice play, DB comes, just rips the ball from them and takes it back, they punch it in. And I'm like, this, I, I just, they were my preseason pick to win it. I didn't know their defense would be this good, but, they don't need. They don't even need an offense at this yeah. point. Yeah, but you do because how many times do we see these like the, the close games that are in that are in late November and in December and January? It's all about points. I mean, it's all about points. It, every well, game's a Big Twelve game. Yeah, all right. But that's kind of my point. Is that's what it's been? It's like. Your defense is good if you can get that one stop, even if you gave up 40. But it just seems like this defense is different. So who are the good teams they played? Florida, not ranked. Well, we learned I mean, Clemson's it's a rivalry not game. Clemson's a bunch of bums. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. I Arkansas, mean, who, was, who was ranked. And they yeah, they were. Where is Arkansas at now? They're not, they're not non-existent. They lost, like, two or three games. Yeah, so they're so. non-existent. It's one thing to, like, beat the team in the moment when they're riding high, but, like, 
I mean, yeah, like I can think as a fan, like I remember Michigan had like five shutouts in a row in like 2015, 16, yeah. maybe one, 17. One uh, point I want to make. So what are we in? It's the 21, 2021 Georgia defense. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the 2019 Power Five, like what co- colleges have spent on recruiting, Georgia, number one, 3.6 million. Just, just to their football recruiting, number two is Alabama at 2.6 million. Georgia spent a million more than the second best team, which is Alabama. And these are the guys that are playing yeah, now are, yeah. from 2019. So it's five-star corner, five-star safety, littered across the pass rush and linebacker. And that's that you get one of the best defenses of all time yeah. if you spend this money. That's it directly equates. Like yeah. one team, one team that it doesn't directly equate to is uh, Tennessee at three. <laughs> they wow. spent over over two million, oh, and they still stink. Clemson so. at four now. Jeez, they're a mess. This yeah, year. DJ. But so I need to see Georgia. Like, do you think they're gonna shut down? Not shut down, I guess. But for Bama standards, do you think they'll be shutting down Bama? Like that's why I think oh possible Bryce Young Heisman moment week thirteen that's lights a up a Bama D. Or lights up Georgia D. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, you know, at that point, Georgia's still in the playoff. Alabama cements themselves as number one. And, you know, well, maybe we'll see that again in the championship. But. So Georgia's given up. They gave up three to Clemson, seven to UAB, 13 to South Carolina, 62 nothing on Vandy. I mean, our in, our intramural team would beat Vandy. Absolutely. Um, 37 nothing at at Arkansas, who was top 15 at that time. 34-10. See, but at Auburn. the time, like yeah, I know, I, but it's still bums, you can't though. you can't discredit. The, they the haven't given they up got. more than 13 points. They've pitched two shutouts and a and a uh, a three spot and. That seven, that seven spot against Florida, who just gets up and runs. Yeah. I know they're not. I, I know mean, they're it's not impressive. Great, it's impressive, but you know, I want to see. What do you think they're doing against like those quarterbacks we just named? Well, I we mean, haven't Bryce seen it. That's, Young, yeah, I know. Uh, C.J. Stroud. I mean, do these guys have the answers to unlock the defense? You know, like is it something where hey, they were dominant all season, they really didn't play anyone. Let's week Bama and Ohio State can do things that. Florida can't. Well, we're we're not gonna see it. We're not that question will not be answered um, until the SEC championship because yeah. they go Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech. Yeah. So they might not give up a point in the next month. <laughs> no. So they'll be clear number one, and yeah, defense is unbelievable. I but offenses offenses dominated college football the last decade. Yeah. So that's where you know it begs the question: Is the Buckeye offense? Excuse me. Jeez. <laughs> Buckeye offense is heating up. They are. CJ Stroud's right the real time. deal. He's At the very right good. time too. This is, I don't beach. This is. I mean, obviously for you more to elaborate on, but, and however long, it's probably going to be one of the better, Michigan Ohio State games of the decade. Like yeah. it's been, it's been forever. Um, I, yeah. you, you have the the win in twenty twelve, or twenty fourteen, I think it was, and then you have the close game in twenty sixteen, which uh, it's just like the JT was short. Yeah, that was that game. Yeah. So. Other than that, uh, I think Ohio State's hung 60, like, two out of the past three years. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's never looks good when you have to go into Columbus. Uh, we got them in Ann Arbor this year. Okay. so Yeah, that's another variable, too, then. Um, but like I touched on this when we were talking about Michigan, Michigan State, I've never seen Michigan throw the ball better. I mean, it looks like, hey, they've been telling me about this whole speed and space thing, and we're going to have some guy who can actually throw the ball to him. And then these good schemes and stuff, and 
We saw that against State. That true freshman, Anthony, he's from East Lansing. He had a game. He's a speedster. I finally got to see this pass offense open up. And that's been the problem why you can't keep up with Ohio State. Right, yeah. It's always been like, oh, Michigan's top five defense. You need Could to shoot them out. Them? No, you need, it's a shootout in every big game. And just look at the, the Michigan-Michigan State game. That wasn't defensive. Yeah, that was wasn't not, defensive at all. That was not like a lot of those games of old. Michigan, no, Michigan State. I mean, it's college not- football this year, It's LSU changed the game, in my opinion. I mean, they were just lights out scheming and just had the dudes and just they well, you greatest, in. Probably the greatest offense in college football well, history. And yeah, you know who absolutely. might be number two is the 2020 Bama. Yeah, yeah. those are Those might be the two greatest teams I've ever seen back-to-back because that Bama team, they didn't do anything different all year. They get got, they would get, Devontae Smith would be open by 30 yards every time he scored a touchdown. I've, I don't, you do not see guys couldn't guard getting him. that open. Oh. And all they're doing is running that RPO. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, they, they put three guys on Smith, dump it to Najee, 30 yards, you know. And the year before, it was just the Jamar Chase show and Joe Burrow just yeah. – Watching college Justin football, Jeff- Justin, Jefferson. Justin yeah. Jefferson, Jamar Chase, uh, Edwards Alaire, yeah. and then Randy Moss's kid. Just yeah, Thaddeus. Who, yeah, who wants it? You know what I mean? Who wants a touchdown? Yeah, yeah, all right, honestly. all right, Justin, here you go. Jeez. And yeah, d- college, college football has been dominated by offense in recent years. I think part because this season has seemed so different. I think that's part of the reason I'm so high on Georgia because I think this year's been different. Maybe this is the year that defense wins a championship. You yeah. know. I mean that was uh, that was the blueprint, you know, years back. Those old ND teams, you know, Tony Rice wasn't special. Tony Rice, you know, yeah, we had touchdown. Timmy Brown was electric and electrifying, but he's most of his t- he's scoring, you know, kick returns and yeah. punt return touchdowns. Ro- Rocket Rahib, too. yeah, or Rocket Ishmael, yeah. yeah. And it was the defense that just would stonewall you, you know, yeah. and they'd win games, you know. Freaking like twelve to nine. Yeah, that was yeah. That's that. And their that one was the touchdown 80s, was like was a 80s, Tim Brown eighties football in Nebraska. That's why they got a couple of natties. They yeah. didn't. They didn't do anything but just have mammoths at linebackers. That just point. yeah. Just D lines that just took away the running game and the quarterbacks weren't good enough to push it downfield. Yep. But uh, so is Alabama better at producing NFL talent or producing uh, drunk drivers? I I mean it's tough to beat their drunk driving record. I mean, Stand speak for themselves. They nothing more than Alabama's. They love they love getting in the NFL, snagging a loaded unregistered gun and just and just getting rinsed. Yeah, in, what's in that the with streets. the gun? Like, I mean, it's why always is there just a loaded gun. Why is it time. just like oh, the yada yada yada? This happened. Like, okay, it seems like you know not normal, but something that a normal person right. would do. And then oh, and then there was a loaded gun every time, like, without fail, every time why? there's a loaded gun. Why? Um, but yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to the uh, the woman killed in that accident. So sad. And, uh, she was twenty three only. Yeah, that's sad. You know, you always think about that, and you know, honestly, like that's something Ruggs is gonna have to live with for the sixty some years. You know, I wanna, so. I, I do, you know, I do hope he's shown mercy, but I just cannot sympathize with him no, at all. Because obviously, what are you do? It's a, it's a Monday morning. Yeah, that's what you got. Practice in four hours. You're going four times the speed limit, bro. There's He's going zero, 156. And, like, you know what I mean? There's no there's no excuse for for any of that. And, I mean, no. his buddy Josh Jacobs uh, did the same thing in the offseason. Uh, he wasn't going 157, but he fucking smoked his car, got a DUI. Alex Leatherwood's got to be next. 
Yeah, yeah those yeah, Raiders, I mean, yeah, they one. love it. Well, I mean, they're in Vegas now. Or, you know? yeah, I, I know. Mean, who can blame Darren them Waller relapse incoming? Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> not. Max Crosby might join them. Yeah. But, yeah, jeez, this Raiders team is just problems all over yeah, the board. And they're 5-2. and two. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They're top of their division. Crazy. That'll be interesting. Um, do you guys want to go on to a little NFL? Yeah, I'll talk a little NFL. For sure. Not? So um, Lions are the team to beat, right? <laughs> Lions are yeah, they are the team to beat That'll because be everyone goes in there and beats them. Yep. So they are the team Very to easily. the team to be beaten. Yes. Do they beat the Bears? Is that going to be their win? I think so. Yeah, I think it they is. They usually get one off the Bears. Uh, they stink. I mean, the Lions are so bad. I honestly think mo- most of the problem is with Goff. I really do. He's, I mean, he's he. Terrible. I can't blame him. When you were, like, drafted number one overall, you're living in L.A., you made a Super Bowl. So like, they can't really get rid of you yeah. until they, they're not going to cut you unless a golden boy like Stafford comes along. <laughs> but now he's just chilling in Detroit, and, you know, he's just, it's hard to be bought in like that when, when he's not really good. You know, the, the, the thoughts in Detroit are, hey, once kind of a stud emerges from college, we kind of want to snag him like a Lawrence or a Burrow. And you're not getting that guys. this year. So yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. That I think you guys Corral's get Thibodeau, and, yeah, or, uh, Thibodeau or Hamilton. What is it, the guy from uh, Liberty? M- Malik Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis. <laughs> yeah, I think is uh, Mel Kuyper's uh, big board number one QB. And so, how bad is the NFC North outside of the Packers? It is. Well, terrible. it's just what they do every year. Yeah. Yeah, but know, usually but aside from Vikings. a few outliers, like the Vikings, maybe in like 2016 or 2017, the Bears in 2018, but the Packers have been. It's all about the West Coast years. this year. Yeah. It's all about the West the Coast. The NFC is so much better than the AFC this year. It's yeah. fun, agree. dude. I agree. Like, I mean, what if – all right, just picture – Rams, Bucks, and Packers are the three best Picture teams. a healthy Russell Wilson in that – and that NFC West race just gets even tighter yeah. because he doesn't – even if the Seahawks aren't very good, Russell Wilson's still probably going to win nine games. Like, no matter what, he just, yeah. he's done it his whole career. Yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Cardinals are a dang good football team. I too. love the Cardinals, dude. They should have beat the Packers. Explosive. They should they should still be undefeated. They should have beat the Packers. Packers are really good. Yeah. Packers are really good. Um, I, I mean, don't dismiss the Bills. I like the No, Bills. I love the, the – they're number one in scoring offense and defense. Yeah, I mean, they play good D. They got the weapons – uh, and Josh this could Allen. be a Josh Allen coming out party, you know, saying like, "Hey, it's not all about Mahomes in the AFC." I think don't dismiss the Ravens either. Just uh, one one point I was gonna make, just so far. How about this might be the tightest NFL MVP race I think I've ever seen. Like, there's yeah. guys every quarterback can win it. Allen, well, I was gonna say like I think Kyler, like, every other like week. Lamar. Yeah, it's every week somebody like Herbert was right there. He had a down week, so now he's passed yeah. by. Whoever is Stafford's like the next number one now. Yeah, Stafford too, and it's, it's if the season, season ended pick. today, Stafford's winning the MVP. Oh, yeah, or Bra- I mean Brady though. Yeah, Brady's and having yeah. the best season of he his career. He had the best four yeah. game stretch of his career, and like what year twenty two? He's, he's, he's gunning for Manning's passing touchdown yeah. record. He's he's on pace to beat it, and right he's now. got an extra game. Yeah, he's got an extra game. Yeah, wow, poor Peyton. <laughs> poor Peyton. I mean, no, I. I do. I I have always liked Stafford, and you. I was always one of those guys that I liked him so much because us as Bears fans, we were stuck with Jay Cutler, and I never liked Cutler. And there, oh, he would th- he would just toss picks left and right. Oh, he's a gunslinger. He's a gunslinger. That's what he does. That's what everyone would say. And I'd just be like, well, there's a guy 
just north of us named Matthew Stafford that's on a worse team that's also a gunslinger but throws half the picks and the same amount of yards, you know. And that always kind of made me mad. I always wish Stafford was a bear. And it's fun to see him and Cooper Cup just tear up this league because Cooper Cup is on pace to break Megatron's record. records, how cool would that be, though, Stafford a part of the top two? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even think of that. Stafford, the quarterback for the top two, like, best receiving seasons of all time. Yeah, Yeah. wow. I mean, that just speaks to, wow, having a dude at receiver, but having a dude at quarterback who can get that other dude. Well, yeah, at the very least – Cup will probably be second, you know, behind him. Yeah. So he so probably, probably will be top There's two. a good chance that he will have the top Regardless two receivers of all time. And another record, too, is, I mean, Jamar is probably going to shatter Randy Moss's, like, rookie. Touchdown? Yeah, yeah. just t- touchdowns, yards, everything. Yeah, he might break his single season, like, straight up. I think it's 23. Yeah, he might break it by week 14. He scores twice a week, like it's clockwork. Yeah. I mean, what him is and he Burrow at this year? What is he at this year? Uh, know. I don't know. I would say he's probably at, like, maybe nine. Probably sound-wise, I would say eight. Nine. I think the record's 23. I think yeah, so it'll, it'll, be, it'll be close, but, like, still, I mean... Everybody criticized the Bengals for that pick, and rightly so. I mean, every quarterback the Bengals have had been running for their lives the last four years. He has seven touchdowns right now. And um, averaging 100 yards a game, though. What's it? 100 and a touchdown he's averaging. I mean, yeah, that's no, good it's, for 17 at least in fantasy yeah. football. It's, it's hard to not say that they should have taken Sewell because Sewell's a blue-chip left tackle, and he's going to be on the lines for 10 years and not give up a sack. But, I mean... They obviously knew something with Burrow and Chase, that connection. I mean, it's one of the greatest college football connections ever, and now they're I mean, they're, they're going to be doing this for years to come. Just if they, trust gr- Granted, they stay healthy, but... You know, he said, hey, I want my guy. And he said, well, well who are we to argue with you? Yeah, I mean, exactly. we're, you know, we're going to we draft more, this guy you're to protect the you, but now. if you want this weapon... You're the, you're the only reason why we won some games last year, yeah. Burrow. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, linemen, you can you. sign linemen. You know, there's always this guy, like, oh, the right tag from the Broncos wants out. Yeah. You know, it's like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's pick it yeah. up. Who, are we trying to give the bag to Dalton Reisner? From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, at that point, it's like, dude, let's throw him the bag. It's something for them to get excited about if there's already an amazing receiving core, a franchise quarterback, and a running game. Smash mouth, pun intended. Joe Mixon run game, <laughs> and even like if you too look soon. at too if soon. you look at this uh, past draft class, like you can snag a good tackle in the eight, like fourteens to twenty whatever range. I mean, yeah, look at the Chargers. One the next year. Pick one the next. The Chargers year. drafted uh, Slater. Yeah. And he, I don't even think he's given up a sack yet. Like when he's been that? a beast starting at left tackle. Yeah. For was Leatherwood the first? Their first round pick for the Raiders. Yes, yeah. They, they took him over Slater, and Leatherwood's oh. been a walking penalty, and yeah. Slater just yeah. hasn't given well, up. Leatherwood's a sack. good, but he, he is a walking. Penalty. He also <laughs> looks like he's forty five years yeah. old. He looks like a rugged, just old, just grizzled vet. But he'll be he'll be solid. But there are always there are always guys like just hidden gems waiting to just fill yeah. in on an O line. But you do not come across many Jamar Chases. Burrow knew that. Burrow knew that better than anyone. So Chris Taylor. Yeah, GM, I mean, do your do your due diligence and and get me this guy. And I like, I do, I really like the Bengals. Like, I really like Joe Burrow. I think it's cool that he's back in Ohio, and everyone loves him. You know, everyone, the whole city's behind him. Back with his with his bro Jamar, and they're just they're a fun team, dude. They're a fun team to watch. There's one thing that holds him back though, Zach Taylor. I mean, when, when your name is when your yeah, name is Zach without an H, yeah. just Z A C or K. You're destined to something. Just not ZAC. Destined to lose football games. That's all I know. Yeah. But I don't know. He's, he seems like a dipshit. But 
Yeah, he's not. He's he's made that. What was that one game where he was? I think they went to overtime and he that Vikings game. He was. I don't know. He he looks lost out there, and the only reason he still has a job is because of Joe Burrow yeah. and Jamar Chase. And I actually saw something, um, coach of the year so far, and he was on that list. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know, winning games. Uh, there are coaches that win games. There are coaches that that produce wins and help teams win games. He is not one of them. Well, the funny thing is, is you bring up the coach of the year rankings that. You take all those with a grain of salt because Matt Nagy has a coach of the year. Yeah, it's, so just right, it's, yeah. a, right. it's just how good your team is. Like, yeah, yeah it's all. Do it the is. Bears not play without Nagy? Do they play without Nagy again this week? No, he's, he's cleared. I saw they should play cleared. without but Nagy. They but do I, I hope they trial run yeah. because they did look good last week. I mean, Justin Fields made that little. It's the best. It's play. the best. Fields has looked all the and year. And the best like, are off. So yeah. I think Nagy, I think we should just do another experiment week two. Just be like, hey, Nagy, just like stay comfortable on the couch. We're going to go try and win this football game. I know it's not something he likes to do, but. I think we should do an experiment where we take Nagy and we um, just drop him in some random random place completely disoriented. Maybe in, yeah. maybe in like, maybe in in like Oaxaca, Mexico. Yeah, and just, perfect. Uh, see if he can figure it out. But maybe anywhere maybe a but distant island. Yeah, anywhere <laughs> but uh, Epstein Island. Throw him over perfect. there. Perfect. Um, and just and just see what happens because we would be a better football team. I mean, the the Bears. Like I'm, I hate the Bears so much. I refuse One. to. I refuse to root for them as long as they keep Nagy and Pace. I refuse. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah, you can pretty much chalk up Nagy's going to be fired. I mean, you can't because it's the Bears, but. He's going to get fired, and one guy, the name that I saw come up a couple times, who I think would be incredible, is John Ke- Gruden. Kellen Moore. Oh, yeah. From the Cowboys. But so, he's but ready I, to take the reins. That's, he's going he's gonna to get a lot of head coaching buzz he's this offseason. So what are some teams that are going to have – Joe Judge is a joke. He should be gone. Yeah, They won't, though. Zimmer's probably going to be gone. Zimmer question. He's gonna be, but I, the thing with the Zimmer's Vikings, they're gonna win years. As they long might, as Kirk Cousins there, Zimmer's with that there. with that extra wild card spot, coaches are gonna be saving their jobs because they'll squeak in at eight, eight and eight in a tie yeah. or some bullshit, yeah, right. like like Nagy last year. Yeah, I know he should have been fired. And oh, we get we get an imaginary playoff spot that they put in, get smoked by the Saints, but somehow oh, we were you can't fire a coach that made the playoffs. No, and that's, that's gonna be yes, Zimmer this year. So who I mean, all right. So we got the Giants. We got the Bears. Probably head coaching vacancies. Is Campbell gonna stay around? Oh, absolutely. I want, I, I like absolutely. Campbell. He's, he's great. Not, yeah. He's we, phenomenal. We, you see what he said about the tape. He's like, yeah, we watched the film. We like took some shovels outside, just buried it. We're, <laughs> we're done with it. We're done with it. He's I mean, a great thing. Like I told you, Goff. He's the only reason holding him back. I like the culture he's in, in trying to institute in Detroit. I mean, you gotta you gotta be it's Detroit. You gotta try and be you smash know, mouth. Gritty. Mart to answer that. I don't know if this is um, this won't be because of uh, ineptitude, but does Tomlin stay in Pitt after this year? Well, did you hear yeah. the USC rumors? I did hear those. I don't know. Really I wanted Tomlin true. to head the Bears my entire life. I love Tomlin. He is the if perfect the standard. The Steel- standard they're not gonna. If the Steelers fire him, that's a big mistake because a team will scoop him in a three. It was like it. He's never right, gone under parallel. Yeah. Parallel that you can make, and they should have never done this either. But Eagles getting rid of Andy Reid. Biggest. I mean, a guy. They, they had a couple lull seasons like the win. like the Steelers have been having. And they moved on to Chip Kelly for no reason. And I never get the coach. Andy Reid. Andy Reid goes and wins another hundred games for the Chiefs. He's a fantastic well, coach. Well, it's arrogance. Be, you know, it's it's arrogance from the top that it's like, oh, we were good. We're, now we're not as good. 
let's get someone, so, uh, you know, a fresh face in there, and we're going to be good again. No, especially with the, just the nature live. of the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have it, like college, it's a program. Right. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to keep bringing in new guys. Where it's like, you know, and if, if you're not, those guys aren't producing, well, hey, the guy at the top is not recruiting the right guys. We need a new guy in there. Mm-hmm. In the, and then the NFL, it's, you know, hey, you kind of have done this thing before. Like, you've you've coached, whether it's on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. Um, I mean, maybe you're not ready to take the reins, go back to another coordinating position like Bill O'Brien. Isn't he on the? Uh, isn't he on the uh, Alabama staff? He, I, he might be. I don't know. Alabama, Alabama hires every journeyman. Yeah, every they do. journeyman. Saban's like, I'll get you right. I'll get. I'll straighten you out. Uh, how about uh, another thing we didn't talk about is uh, four teams in the playoff right now. All of them products of Nick Saban yeah, and it, Nick Saban himself. It's a factory, and I mean, and all from the 2015. I would. I'd be curious team. to to see. I mean, I'm sure you could find it pretty quickly, but just. Since he's taken over at Alabama, how many of his of his assistants have gotten a head coaching job? Probably, I mean, it's probably like fifteen, wouldn't you say? Like something ludicrous. How many haven't? Would be a yeah. shorter. I mean, list. look at D'Antonio, boom. I mean, look at Kirby Smart, uh, Mel, I mean, Tucker. Mel Tucker, uh, whoever's ho- heading it up in Oregon. Uh, Cristobal. Yeah. Uh, Lane I mean, Kiffin. Kiffin. I mean, they're everywhere. They're literally every every everywhere. Sarkeesian. Every, yeah, Sarkeesian. <laughs> He's heading up Texas, which is one of the biggest jobs in college sports. Yeah, I mean they're taking brand they're taking brand name jobs. Someone I guarantee you because I saw Gary Patterson's retired. Some some Alabama assistant just licking, licking his chops yeah, going to the Big Twelve. No, they're, they're just, they're just hoping that enough Nick Saban rubbed off on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where he has some they have some of his secrets, his yeah. crazy it was psycho the, secrets. That, that was that was kind of what they were doing in the NFL with the. The Belichick and like Sean McVay, it's like, oh my god, this guy, this guy knows Sean McVay. Just yeah, Zach, Ta- Zach Taylor, like, wa- like he gave met him, him at a party. He, he waved at him like <laughs> passing by, and the Bengals hired him just because, yeah. dude. <laughs> Zach Taylor shared a beer with Sean McVay. Yeah. Like, we gotta hire this guy. Get this guy a head coaching. Game. And that's that's Zach. why that's why Joe Judge got the job because he was the special teams guy for the Patriots. I don't get the whole <laughs> special thing. teams guy. For yeah, the people Patriots. often talk about like, oh, the Andy Reid coaching tree. Oh, okay. Um, it's Matt Nagy. It's Matt Nagy, <laughs> right, yeah. the guy in Chicago who everyone in Chicago blames for their, all their failures. So it's not really a good guy to have on your side. Yeah, and uh, and Pace was getting coffee for the fellas in New Orleans. He didn't even. <laughs> he was literally just like, like an intern. Oh, you want to be the GM of one of the most noteworthy teams in American sports? Sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I do think I do think the Lions. Uh, when do they play? Lions Bears. Uh, like Thanksgiving, we, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ah, I think Thanksgiving line. For Thanksgiving. Yeah. I was, I was doing this Dan the other Campbell's day. Dan Campbell's wants a Thanksgiving. I was oh, doing yeah. it the other He's day. Dan Campbell win. with Eat the chicken, chicken leg. Like, oh. uh, I mean, people just want to see it. No one wants to see Nagy with a chicken leg. Another possible win for the Lions is they they do get the Packers last week. So when they sit everybody, yeah. so that, that could be a win. No, uh, no, 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 no. Because no, Matt Flynn comes in and throws six touchdowns. <laughs> I've seen it. Jordan I've seen that. We'll, we'll see yeah. what Jordan Love does on Sunday, but he might be he might come in and throw six for against the Lions. But um, hey, uh, do we know what we have Tuesday? The uh, tip off of the college basketball season. We do UIC? Um, my boys coming to town. Yeah, for the uh, for the Dayton Flyers. Yeah, but most importantly, a little Champions Classic. I think first game is Michigan State Kansas. Uh, State's not ranked, but they're the top team receiving votes. So call them twenty six. And, and also, you got to you got to chalk in Kansas. That one kid just got a DUI. 
They're or, the five what? star. The kid Jalen. Uh, so I'm for sure betting. Jalen Wilson or something. Yeah. Whatever his name oh, is. Oh, he was supposed to go to Michigan. Good. We don't want him. He's not a part <laughs> he, of the culture. Yeah, he got. He's a five star Kansas DUI. He's suspended for his three. Was games, he? So was he wow. drinking with Mark Few? I don't yeah, know. Probably. Every, oh, and and Larusa too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Duke looks good. Um, I saw some clips from like an exhibition they played. Obviously, some school for the blind, but I think they had twenty <laughs> putback dunks in the highlight reel I watched. They just have athletes. They play Kentucky. I think that's a seven versus eight game. I think preseason they're uh, not seven. No, I think maybe eight nine. Is is UNC ranked? Probably right. I don't know. So as, first, as a first, Michigan fan, I'm focused on the the top. It's the also top. the Coach K uh, it's, farewell. Tour. It's the Coach K farewell yeah. tour in the first year of the Hubert Davis era too yeah. at UNC. So just two blue bloods just. Absolute yeah, changing of the guard coming up. That's what you're talking about. I, ACC, think, I do think in the in the last couple of years, while the ACC has been down, maybe Notre Dame sneaks back in a, in a March Madness. They're turn. getting um, what's it called? I've seen so they got this transfer from um, Yale. This kid averaged 19 a game. He's big in the Ivy last year, so he's coming in. They're receiving votes in the AP Top 25 preseason. So I think they're – I mean, they're. I, I think you could probably chalk them in at like 30, okay. 31 maybe. Like Bray's overall. a hell of a coach too. Bray always – Bray always – Yeah, uh, he is. He always, he, is. he always does more with less. Like that's why I like Bray is even those two years we made the Elite Eight back-to-back years were a couple shots away from going to two straight Final Fours. Those were not top even 25 rosters in college no. basketball, not even close. Well, that's what it's about in the tournament. That's what it's yeah. about. Because he gets um, the guys, you develop them. You get Steve Vesturia scoring twenty points in the Elite Eight. You know, a kid came at, come out of New Jersey was a was a spot shooter, and by his senior year, he's a slasher. You know, getting and ones over yeah. five star recruits. And I mean, we can't leave without talking about the Flyers this year. I yeah. I was reading up a little bit on. Um, I was at the exhibition game. How do they, they look? Uh, they look good. Um, Flying around. Well, we got Weaver, the USC transfer. I it's, like him he's, a lot. He's a, I had a point, media he's point guard, right? You him. know, he is, but it almost seems like to me he's better as like an off ball slasher. He, yeah, he's a, he's a com- he's a combo guard. Um, definitely would like to run him at the one when uh, I'd love to start him at the two, Smith at the one, and then take Smith out, bump Weaver to one, and then yeah. put in that freshman Kobe. Yeah, because he was Brea, looking pretty Brea, good. Brea was the a big rotation is going to be good too. I yeah. liked what I saw from the big men. Yeah, but I saw Dayton's probably around three to three or four to five, like that middling or like upper middle of the A ten. Like A ten's good this year. A ten's always they, good. They are. I mean, they good. always play spoiler in March. But you know? everybody's been saying Dayton. It's maybe the most like just overall ta- or. One of the most talented teams we've ever had in school history. Youngest this year. in the NCAA. And, and wow. youngest. And so it, it all depends on how these kids gel. Like, because with the talent in the A-10, we're going to be more talent, like, talented-wise than any team we're going to play. But it's all, I mean, that's basketball, though. Like, a team like Wofford can go in and beat, like, a bunch of five-star. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, yeah. it's just. Just the way the ball bounces. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean. It'll be interesting to see what Dayton does in their non-cons. I think they got a, maybe a Miami game or. Some they have a, they, they have a couple have of good tech tests. at home and then they play in one of those you know Thanksgiving Christmas whatever they are tournaments yeah they my I think they the, play the, Miami the uh, actually on the Thanksgiving. the mowers the mowers bad boy yeah. like open or something yeah. like. UIC will be a good measuring stick because I think they're a solid team uh, watch out for my boy Mars Franklin all right he's a beast so uh, similar similar play style to Elijah Weaver even though he's more of a three uh, kid is kid is a f- specimen yeah. So. I'm I I'm I'm a flame at heart. My my dad was a UIC grad, right. so 
I, I have a little bit of flame in my blood, so yeah. it'll be a it'll be a good match. No, I'll be I'll be rooting for the Flyers. Yeah. Oh I'll yeah, be for, for sure. Mars too. It'll be a fun game. Uh, um, yeah, I think we got I think we got to claim those 19. tickets. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. By the way, I think we got to claim those tickets today for that game. But uh, gotcha. I'm I'm excited to go to some games this year because uh, I think I think Every, everything's sold out. Yeah. for the first time in school history. So wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they should they should definitely give precedent to to. Uh, like seen juniors and seniors. Cause I, I feel like all the freshmen are scooping them up. You know, mm-hmm. it's they should get precedent. But so, who's your pick to win it all for preseason? I like Michigan. This Michigan team is crazy good. Um, Joan Howard's the best thing that ever happened to Michigan. Yeah. yeah. So, in multiple ways, and they probably should have won it last year. Um, no, they shouldn't have. Baylor had it all the way. Baylor yeah. was unbelievable. Zags but. were good too. Zags are going to be good again this year. But I, I, I like. To. I like the Bruins. Yeah, I think. I mean, I actually am so out on UCLA. Really? I so, just. I mean, Juzang is an absolute stud, and then the most underrated player I think in the country is that kid Jaime Hawkins, yeah. the small forward. He's so good. We'll. See, I mean, I don't know what they got big wise. They're, they're season two. Are they? Yeah. Well. It depending on how their bigs play, they they probably have the best one through three in the country with Tiger Campbell, yeah, Juzang and Hawkes. But one we'll of my actually one Tiger of my Campbell, friends, Bob Marley, yeah, one of my best friends played uh, AAU with him. He's gotcha. just a stud. Hey, um, he was a, he, that kid was originally committed to DePaul. What a joke! Yeah. <laughs> just goes Dude, to UCLA. Chuck, I gotta night. agree with you, man. I I gotta roll with the Wolverines this year. I mean, they're bringing in the number one class. Uh, they bring back a Wooden Award finalist and. Yeah, uh, and Dickinson, uh, he's they, a beast. They got a grad yeah. transfer. He put Adams Kofi in the blender last year. Yeah. That's yes, yeah. I mean, Dickinson might end up being the best player in the country this year. I mean, that kid, he was a lottery pick last year. If he goes, yeah. probably, and, and he stayed. stayed. It's crazy to think about. But so I hope that uh, Purdue is right behind him though at number seven. Yeah, they're. Uh, so I mean, Travion Williams yeah, he's is a great insane. player. Um, then you got and Jay Nivey too. Illinois. Illinois will be interesting. They lost a lot of their depth. They lost Miller. He transferred. Adam Miller to LSU. Out. And then he's out for a season. Is he? Yeah. I didn't see that. Torn ACL, I think. Uh, and, I mean, obviously Io's gone. I'm excited to see what Memphis is going to be up to. Amoni Bates is the real deal. Bates um, and that kid. They still got uh, Landers Nolly. That kid who was the transfer from Vatek. Yeah. He's he's a stud. That kid he can shoot the hell out of the ball. They're I mean they're I'm excited to see Memphis them. is probably gonna be one of the top four talented teams in the yeah. country. We'll just see we'll how they see, play. But they get Penny Hardaway coaching yeah. them. I'd like to see how they do. Uh Ohio State seventeen and then Maryland twenty one. That's kinda rounding out the big ten teams that are ranked. Um the Bonnies. Talk about A ten. They're twenty three. Yeah, no, they've so. they have that a guard who's I think he averages like twenty three. He averaged like twenty three a game last year. And then they're I mean they're probably gonna win the A ten if like just not talking from my heart. Like I obviously hope Dayton, but Bonnie's yeah. are Bonnie's, Bonnie's are, are good, pretty, pretty ridiculous good basketball team. I'm excited for the start of the season though. It just always gets me juiced. It's a couple of these good games at the beginning of the season. Best best time of the year. We got. It's good to see just like raw talent. That's what I like about college basketball though, because a lot of these teams you just start to see like, hey, we're just gonna put out like some of the best players in America in this game, and it's just five on five. Where it's like football, you know, you got your three stars starting, and your fours and fives, and but basketball, man, I just I cannot wait for this tip off Tuesday, and I hope the Spartans get ran by Kansas and. What's the other game in that? Is it Duke? Duke, Duke Kentucky. So that's Duke a Kentucky. nine versus ten game. So that'll yeah. be a really good game. So you essentially got three versus twenty six, An- and then nine versus another 10. year, another uh, 
time to learn the Duke and Kentucky starters again. Yeah, it's just filing a new a new squad. Yeah, they they do that every year. Gonzaga obviously keeps Timmy. Yeah, no, he's uh, what is he? uh, Good. I didn't see like the he was he was a preseason finalist though for the Wooden. Yeah, he was a finalist last year. Yeah. Yeah, So who is who do you think if you guys had to give a prediction, who do you think wins it? Dickinson. I think Michigan's going to be the best team in the country this year, um, and I think they'll be traveled through the Big Ten. And and I think you, he, with him going up against people like Kofi and Travion Williams, just like other bigs yeah. that he's directly competing all against. Thre- all, like all three of those guys could win it. Like. I, I like Dickinson too. Um, I don't know. Part of me, I, I want to see him get a little bit more mobile, a little bit more fluid. Um, he kind He's a big statured guy, and I think he's got really good mechanics, but... When you think of, like, dominant bigs who lead a team, you think of, like, Anthony Davis, you know, like getting up there, blocking shots, like getting putbacks, not necessarily like, oh, like little one-two drop-step move and just drop it in there. But, you know, you need to be blocking shots. you got to be running the floor. Not that he doesn't, but that's probably why he stayed. You know, yeah. you get a year to get a little bit better. It's kind of cool in college basketball, like all those guys we just named. And it, it was even last year with, I mean, Garza and that, but it's like, it, it it's kind of been weird. It's kind of transferred back to every like the best teams have just a great big man. Yeah, like yep. it's what so we said Drew Timmy, Hunter Dickinson, Kofi uh, Cockburn, um, and what's it called Travion like uh, yeah. Williams and and you could I mean you could find Drew more. Drew Timmy, just, yeah, that's but and I was gonna say in the Mitch Wooden, McGarry, yeah. <laughs> oh the standout from twenty thirteen, the one guy that didn't make the pros on that team. No, he did. He was drafted by the Thunder. He was drafted. Yeah, he played a little bit. Oh, yeah, then he, he did. Then he got marijuana troubles. Yeah, he it, loves it. An interesting storyline to watch in college basketball this year was, I think, is that so Timmy is just gonna annihilate that conference. Yeah, with he with did last with year. more with more of the ball too. Even with Suggs gone, yeah. So he is just gonna destroy that conference, and it could be in the Wooden race a similar. Ob uh, Garza race where it's it's between Timmy and Dickinson yeah. and Timmy's just loading the stat sheet because he's yeah, not playing anybody. I mean they're playing St. Mary's it's, every week. You, yeah, it's more of an it's more of an argument for Obi obviously because the A ten is way better than whatever the hell conference. I'm actually switching. I I'm taking the waves to win it this year. You're gonna take yeah. that. I like I like UC Irvine. They're they're <laughs> sca- they're sneaky good. Yeah. They're sneaky good. What about Chattanooga? Chattanooga. There. I mean I'm more of a Charlotte 49ers kind of guy. Yeah. They're also a team to watch. <laughs> no, but it'll be fun to watch the Flyers this year in a uh, in an A ten that I hope gets more pub. Uh, Especially with a twenty third ranked team, you know, yeah. it's nice uh, if they can keep that up. And then, like you know, Dayton wins some games. Like I said, they got Vatek. They they play Miami in a tournament. Those are good. I think SMU too at yeah. SMU yeah, um, at Ole Miss. So there are a couple opportunities to play these schools, yeah. and especially so if they go through that, win a couple games, and you get the Bonnies at home here. I mean, we know how rocking this arena can get. Like I said, it's a sold-out arena for this whole year. If they get a chance to play like a 16th-ranked St. Bonaventure team, yeah. it's I mean, also good. that's going to be unbelievable. It's that's also, enough to get you ranked, yeah. especially if you've been winning games. It's, yeah, also they, a very, it's also very good for the conference that usually just gets one or two teams in. It's it's much easier to get a team in the A ten that didn't win the A ten into March Madness when you have a preseason ranked team yes. like yeah. the Bonnies. No, it is it's Absolutely. way better for everybody because it's another shot to win a game that, that looks good. Yes. I think if the best thing Dayton could be like a measuring stick, if they go three and three and one in those four that you just listed, yeah. The power five teams, that's like, okay, look out. Like the Flyers could be 
something because I mean Vatex those teams you're gonna be home. that's a that's a must win out of conference. The only other games of that caliber you're gonna see in the A10 are probably it's gonna be well Javon, I would say St. Louis, but Javante Perkins just went yeah, down for the year, so they're that. they're down. It's it's Richmond and Bonnie's are the four. You're gonna get four four chances at those no really more really Island good teams at uh, VCU. VCU is still gonna be good, but yeah, I know without Bones they're different. People forget VCU. Just didn't even play their tournament game because of COVID. I know. Like, people, people really I, I picked them that. to win. I, I mean, what the hell? I had, a, I just, I had them in the elite. They chalked and I was lost. so mad because they didn't even get to play. I know. They didn't even get to play. They didn't even get the chance. Yeah, they, well, those kids worked all year. Yeah. But I think that's a good place to wrap it up, fellas. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Good chatting. Good chalking well. it up with you guys, the yeah. fellas. Yeah, good to, good to have you boys on. One last thing. Um, do any of you guys have any best bets for the weekend? Because I had one in mind that I would issue to all my viewers. Georgia's playing Mizzou this weekend. Total is 59.5. That under is the biggest lock that I've ever seen. So 59.5? Georgia might score 59.5. I think they win that game 40-7. to seven. Because Missouri, Missouri yeah, like when you when you have it when you have a sixty point total and you have a team that probably won't score double digits, well, I'm take gonna, the under. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna go Purdue money line. I like I like it's a home I was, game. I was gonna go with so, uh, like similar boat like that. I kind of like North Carolina either. I mean, Wake North Carolina two and a, I mean they're no, two we're and on a the Wake train. I, oh. I as much as I want to be my my philosophy it's. What's that line? Unranked teams against ranked teams. It's North Carolina minus two and a half. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. See, uh, the the so public the public's Wake hammering. Forest, uh, Purdue money line. Well, you can parlay. you can you can That's absolutely. My pick. That's my pick. Dividends yeah. will be paid. Yuck in, in yuck yeah. in that Wake Forest money line for a nice little kicker. Any parlay? I might place that now. <laughs> also, studio. give me OSU minus fourteen. Anytime they have a minus fourteen spread, the that's a lock. Uh, but if you go first quarter, it's usually like. Seven or like three. Yeah, I mean, you know what I love. You know what I touchdown. love is the first half team points. Yeah, because they rarely get over two touchdowns, and Stroud could toss four touchdowns in yeah. fifteen minutes. So. Yeah. Also, one one last bat. I'm just looking at the board right now. Mississippi State, Arkansas, fifty five and a half, over, over, over. I mean, Mike Leach hates playing defense. He does. Arkansas he's, can score. He's allergic. They're, Arkansas is actually four point favorites against seventeen Mississippi State, but I don't know. That's that doesn't seem I like that, that that many points to me. I like that. Well, uh, well, we'll be great. we'll be gambling responsibly this weekend. <laughs> and uh, you boys take it easy. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right.